Hi, and welcome to the Virtuosity Project podcast. My name's Lisa Hetherington, and I'll be chatting to you each week about all things CrossFit, motivation, life, a little bit behind the doors of a CrossFit affiliate, and anything else that we think might provide you with some education, uh, give you a little bit of entertainment and some inspiration along the way. So thanks for listening. If you do enjoy what you hear, please feel free to give us a review on iTunes through the Apple Podcast app. Uh, That would help us out a great deal. Leave us a review, give us a rating. We would really love that. And please share this with your friends. All right, let's get to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Virtuosity Project podcast. Today I have a very special uh, episode, our first interview episode, but we'll get to that in a second. Firstly, thanks to everyone that uh, reached out and has sent me some feedback and some comments and also popped on over to Apple and left us a review. We really appreciate it. It does help the podcast be more visible on the Apple platform. So if you have two minutes, really appreciate going across, giving us a rating, giving us a review. Also, big shout out to everyone that listened to the Get Active podcast, the interview I did with Joel from there. Um, that was a great experience and I encourage you all to keep listening to his podcast. He has some great content and uh, some great information about leading an active life. So jump on that. It's available on all the same platforms. Uh, So it's been a couple of weeks since uh, we did that last episode, Uh, but this week I thought I'd do something different and I finally managed to coerce a guest to come on. Well, actually he invited himself and told me this is what we were doing today. So, hey, we're here. So today I have with me Colin Noble, who's one of my members here at CrossFit 4504. Colin's been with us for just on two years. He's just ticked off his uh, two-year anniversary, came to us with a bit of a running background, but we'll talk a little bit more about his background with that. Um, We're very lucky, actually. We have his lovely wife, Jess, trained with us, who's been here not quite a year, and their lovely little 18-month-old daughter, Poppy, who, if you follow me on socials, you've probably seen her on my socials being an assistant coach, and she's been here pretty much since she was 10 weeks old and able to come down into the gym. So uh, we have the whole family. We're pretty lucky. They're pretty solid members of our community. But I thought it was a good opportunity today to sit down and have a chat to Colin and uh, talk about his journey in CrossFit and where he's come from and where he's going and his his view of starting CrossFit and how how it's impacted his life. So we'll kick off with that. So welcome, Colin, to the Virtuosity Project. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, yeah, good to finally get on here. Long-time listener, yeah, first-time like, yeah, guest. Long-time listener, first-time guest, yeah. Nice. So, <clears throat> Colin, uh, why don't you just tell everyone a little bit about your uh, your sporting or your fitness backgrounds? Uh, clearly, you've got an accent. Where are you from? And, you know, where you, what you've sort of done up to this point. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I do have a bit of an accent. Uh, born and bred in, in Cumbria, the Lake District, back in England. Um Played team sports pretty well all my life. Football, rug like football with a round ball, that is. <laughs> uh, rugby, um, yeah, we were always active, running in the fields, climbing mountains, etc. And and yeah, obviously doing a bit of road running as well. So it was, um, yeah, it was pretty good. And kind of picked that back up when I moved to Australia in 2011. And uh, yeah, had to retire from team sports at at some point. The the knees just wouldn't yep. let me play football anymore. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's obviously when I looked into getting into CrossFit. So Yeah, nice. Yeah, so you've, I know um, from experience you've run some pretty decent marathons. I know you've sort of globally done some marathons, a little international athlete. What's been your favourite one today? Um, oh, I've got to say New York, really. It's 
that was that was my first that was my big goal that was I ref, I could have run a marathon it took me five years to actually get to the start line at New York and I could have run any marathon well, within reason in in northern England if I wanted to before I done that but I wanted that first one to be special yeah. a bit romantic Memorable. and um and yeah probably for the complete opposite reasons and almost equally as favourable was was Ayers Rock, Uluru. Um, yeah, I think there was 55,000 of us at New York and uh, about 400 yeah, at, nice. at Uluru, so yeah. Yeah, awesome. So there's some really cool experiences that you've come and yeah. a, a wide diversity in, uh, in sports. So how did you first hear about CrossFit? Uh, so CrossFit, I was living in Gladstone, and when you live in Gladstone, it's pretty hard not to hear about CrossFit. Obviously, really, who t- comes from Gladstone? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think there's a there's a Sheila by the name of Tia that kind of was flying the flag for it up there. But um, yeah, I uh, I was lucky enough to play rugby league with a a guy and be good friends in a little circle. And one of the guys, or a couple of the guys, actually branched out and started a functional fitness gym. Um, they weren't an affiliate at the time, but they started a, a raw movement, Reed, and and done a couple of sessions with Reed, but I don't think I was mature enough to to enjoy CrossFit at that time. But um, I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't stick at it now because, yeah, obviously love it now. So I wish I'd been doing it for longer than I have. So. Yep. And so you're talking about Reed McHugh, who's the current owner of? Yeah, CrossFit Tannum Sands. Yep. yep. Nice. Yeah, they've got a pretty good affiliate up there, pretty good community. You recently competed up there in a partner comp, their Beachside Mixer, was it? Yeah, the Beachside Mixer. So yeah, that uh, it was a two-day event this year and yeah, they started down at the beach at the start of day one. There was a beach running relay race with your partner and then, um, then a board rescue event sponsored by... Uh, Budgie Smuggler, so yeah, that, that was your favorite. Yeah, my yeah, my second favorite thing after CrossFit, yeah. Budgie Smuggler. So, so yeah, no, it was good. Nice, awesome. So, what led you to outdoor here at CrossFit Four Five Zero Four? Um, probably the the first thing was you were the closest one to me when I googled it. So, um, I finished playing team sports around about thirty one, thirty two. wasn't really enjoying it anymore. Um, wasn't as fast or as as competitive as I used to be, I suppose. Uh, had a break, thought I was going to get into running more, but really missed that team environment. I wasn't pushing myself to train on my own. Uh, went and got married and had four weeks in the UK, ballooned up to like 81 kilos and fish and chips and pints of real ale and got back and realised I needed to do something. So, um, yeah, sent you a... An email from a from a from an advert, and I think it was literally thirteen minutes. I had a phone call, and you were encouraging me to start, and I was a bit blown away by the by the response. And yeah, if if you're responding in that time, then I've got to I've got to follow through and have a crack, really. So yeah, thanks. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, no, well, we like to follow up and be responsive. Yeah. Um, and I remember that first phone call with you uh, talking about. You, your goal back then was, oh, I'm a runner. I'm still going to do running. I just want to get a little bit stronger in my legs. That was kind of the yeah. thing. But uh, very quickly in classes, <laughs> uh, you drank the Kool-Aid and yeah, yeah. took it intravenously and, uh, you know, just like running what's running. Let's just yeah. get into this CrossFit thing. So what did you feel like? Like you said, already said you had a good first experience. We responded. 
um, that first class, what did, what was that like for you coming into something that you hadn't done before? You know, how did you feel with that? Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, it was different. Um, I kind of had half an idea of what the class might look like. Obviously, with those few sessions with Reed, probably four years prior to that. Um, and yeah, when when we went out for the warm up, I kind of went for the warm up run and went out hard and. Uh, I still remember the, the little smile on your on your face as I was run, <laughs> running back into the gym, thinking, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> and um, I, to be honest, I don't actually remember the the first wad itself. Um, the first wad I actually remember was a deadlift wad with um, another long-standing member of Four Five Zero Four, Rob Cardwell, and yeah, I think we I'd done some deadlifts with him, and we shared the bar and. That was my first real um, lift, lifting weights, I suppose you could say, because yeah, even when I played rugby back in England, I hated the gym, hated gym days and weight weights training. Like mm-hmm. it was for a little scrum half, you don't, you, you should, but you, yeah, I used to shy away from it. So, um, but yeah, I just remember, I think, it, I think it was after the second day of my. My first week, I, I just said to you, I was like, yeah, you just just take my money <laughs> like, yeah. pretty well. Just Shut up, take my money. Yeah, sign sign I mean, me up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So, and you very quickly became a really positive member of our community, like happy in classes and uh, you were still working in this area at that time. Yep. Uh, and um, I know that, you know, you, you picked up the skills, were very coachable, and that's a, that's a big thing for us. Um so from your perspective, what have been the biggest impacts of on your life personally from CrossFit? I know like when I joined CrossFit, it had a profound impact on my life and changed the way I thought about a lot of things, thought about uh, things I did or even things that I thought I was possible of doing. And and that's a story that's re- been repeated. So, you know, what would the biggest impacts you would you say have been on, on you personally since you um, jumped into this new thing? Probably... Maturity, dare I say? So it's you know I've been doing CrossFit for a couple of years now. Um, yeah, obviously, just at the time I got married as well. So it's probably no coincidence that that's helped in my maturity as well. Um, yeah, being able to to bring the whole family down and you know socially as well. Like so, it, team sports is really good. Like when I played rugby and football and and footy up in Tannum and things like that. You know it's. It's really good socially because you, it's a really big social outlet, out, outlet. But it always seemed to be that it was after a game on a Saturday, going out with the boys and getting smashed and things. And and yeah, I guess with that that newfound maturity and you know it was more um, brekkies on a Saturday, a bit more family orientated, you know, a bit more slow pace. I don't think I could handle. A night out with a few of the Tannum boys or the Spatry boys anymore. I'm certainly not old Colin anymore. So it's, um, but yeah, there's, I think family is a real big one. I think it's, it, and not just my family, like Jess and Poppy, it's, you know, it's the whole community of the box and our members. And even recently at, um, at Tory and Pro, I was, uh, walking back to probably the bar on one of the days and, Bumped into a guy who I hadn't seen since the Beatside Mixer, and it was, you know, um, he lives on the Gold Coast actually, and 
I'd only ever met him that weekend, but you know, because the community is so tight up there and doesn't, if you're CrossFit in Narangbai, you're still CrossFit in Tanum. And mm -hmm. even yep. though he's like in on the Gold Coast, you know, he's, he's still a Tanum boy, but um, yeah, bumped into him. And there was another 20 minutes of my day gone, you know, chatting <laughs> to him. And and, and that's the, the beauty of CrossFit is the, is the community truly is global. Yeah, 100%. Back yeah. in the, the early days of CrossFit, you'd go through the airport and if, You'd see someone wearing a pair of nanos, you're like, oh, cool. I mean, it's more <laughs> widespread now, but yeah. it's still that you feel like you can give them a little knowing nod like, yeah, we've both done Fran, we both know it sucks. And, yeah, yeah. You know, well done you. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So um, those are some, you know, good impacts about, you know, discovering that that family, and I'm glad that you found that here because that's what we try and be as a family yep. and, and be really inclusive. What would you say some of the lessons that CrossFit has taught you in in life as well as in the gym? Um, you know, most people, like you said, that first workout, you charged out for that first run yeah. and I'm back here going, yeah, he's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the first run of the warm-up. <clears throat> so I sit there and wait patiently for that to unfold. But, um, you know, over time you've, you've, you've learned all the lessons. There's, there's been things that we've, you know, talked about and stuff. So what are some of the things that you've, you've that CrossFit has taught you or you've been able to take it out of CrossFit and either apply in life or that you've just – know helped in family life and stuff like that yeah um same again maturity it's obviously a big one uh humility you don't just because i'm a bloke at the gym and when i first started there was there was a, a lot of girls here who, like we've got some pretty strong girls and you know they were doing a lot more than me and you know it was it was a little bit strange at first but obviously where i am now and things like that i understand where they were compared to where i was in in the crossfit journey and you know, there's absolutely no shame in that. Um, listening, definitely listening. Like you've got to uh, <laughs> definitely got to listen to your coaches and and understand what's going on to to kind of get get through that hour, you know, and and get through and enjoy it. But um, yeah, the the I could sit here all day and talk about lessons. Really, it's yep. um, what one of the things that's happening right now. Obviously, that's kind of mirroring my CrossFit life and my work life is uh, a new a new role at work and it's it's really funny they're looking to us to lead as part of this new role and and it's it's really mirroring of of crossfit coach standards and how we need to inspire and lead and you know incremental improvements you know daily and and things like that so it's, it's really good i'm actually referencing a fair bit of crossfit at work as well as you know bringing a little bit of of that uh, leadership coaching as well back back to CrossFit as well. So yeah, awesome. So yeah, on that note, this year you have uh, decided to you applied for our coach development program, which we start at the start of every year. And so your life did change a little bit. You started FIFO work just to fill everybody in. So you are away for a week and you're back for a week yep. uh, for your roster. Um, so you started our coach development program. Um, what prompted you to want to dip your toe into coaching? Um. Understanding the more broader aspect of CrossFit, coupled with, you know, I've I've captained probably all but one or two of of the teams that I've played for, whether it be rugby, football, uh, you know, rugby league or whatever. So I've kind of always always gravitated to towards that level. You know, I'm a an extrovert and a, and a bit of a personality, so I kind of just force my way to the front sometimes um 
and I'm a, I'm a firm believer that you gravitate to the level that you you you're naturally supposed to be at. So, um, yeah, I, I remember we had a discussion the year previous, and I I wasn't ready. I, I don't think I'd been doing CrossFit um, long enough to have have that real education into what CrossFit was about, and probably my why was was not right then, but it it seemed to fit this year. So um so yeah, so here I am and loving it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a long year of learning in our coach development. Um so our coach development here involves a lot of classroom sessions, a lot of shadowing, a lot of independent work by the participants and we we ask a lot of them because we want to develop, you know, well rounded coaches, not somebody that just wants to look cool wearing the red shirt. Um what's been your biggest uh I guess being able to look behind the curtain of what coaching is and uh, um, what's been your biggest, oh, wow, I didn't realise that kind of thing or shit, that that didn't know that that was what was involved in coaching sort of moment. Have you had one of those yet? Oh, several, yeah. Um, I think the, the key one, and I think every coach will probably tell you as well, when, when they first made that journey into coaching, it's, you know, you're no longer concentrating on one person when you're in a class yourself you know you're you're looking at 10 and above sometimes you know it's you know you're you're looking at how how well they're all moving at different times and different you know areas of 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 a workout you know and sometimes you know with scaling and things you know you have to change certain athletes so you know you might be doing uh three movements in in a in a workout but one of your members can't do one of the movements, so you have to scale them to a slightly different work, uh, movement. So it's you're all of a sudden thinking, how am I going to scale this member appropriately? And and it, it's another movement thrown into the mix that you've got to make sure that they're doing safely and, and mm-hmm. efficiently. So Yep. And sometimes it is, it's a little bit like herding cats. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I know you're just a couple of weeks away now from going to your level one, which, yep. you know, from my experience, my level one was – like mind-blowingly life-changing uh the knowledge bombs those guys are going to drop on you um at the level one just you know and and i've said this to you be a sponge take it all in Mm. um it's going to really open your eyes to a whole other dimension of stuff as well so um that's going to be really exciting for you and i know you've been studying hard for that so we think that that's going to be an awesome weekend for you um so as you've moved through this journey have you found it difficult at times sort of switching off your athlete brain and going into coach mode or um, understanding, learning how to understand that, the difference that sometimes that, that, you know, I know I speak a lot about coaching is a career of service. It's about giving. Um, when you're an athlete, it's receiving basically. Have you had any uh, like conflict trying to switch between the two modes because you're still very much an athlete here? You train, you know, with us every day when you're back and you, you work very hard on your skills and your accessory work and always looking for extras. Um, how have you found that shift then to when you are up front? Oh, massive. Um, it's probably daily, probably every single workout at some point I will be thinking about me being a coach, you know, ABC, always be coaching and and it's it's not so much now that members are looking to me as or looking at me as Colin, the little guy who's, you know, not too bad, pretty strong, pretty fast. And, you know, now now it's, hey, that's Colin. He's potentially going to be one of our coaches. And, you know, let's see how he moves so I can mirror him, you know. So I've 
I've not exactly got to be on point in, in, in every single little thing that I do because, you know, we all move differently, but, um, you know, put the ego in the pocket, you know, what, what's, what's best for me? Is it best for me to move well or, or put another five kilos on the bar? You know, what's, what's going to be the bigger benefit for the people in the room, not just me. So it's, um, yeah. And that's, that's, that's a good attitude to have a lot of people when they start coaching and are still athletes, it's like, they still, you know, want to, you know, win every workout when yeah. maybe that's not in the best interest of, yeah, the, of yeah. the members that, you know, that you come in and crush them and, and go, yeah, I crushed your soul today. <laughs> that's kind of, you know, and I've seen that happen in places and it's like, well, you know, that's not necessarily the, the best thing for members. And you're right, we, we absolutely don't have to be perfect in our movement, but members need to see us working and striving to be the best we can be in whatever it is that we yeah. do. Um, and we're pretty lucky. We've got a pretty good community, pretty supportive um, the journey from member to coach can be quite a problematic one for some people, um, but you've done you know really well in in classes where you've shadowed and thrown you in the deep end a few times, yeah, a few yeah, curveballs. Yeah, 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 that's good. You've done well with that. So, I know you're a fan of CrossFit. What do you think of the changes to the CrossFit Games that they've rolled out over the last couple of seasons? Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. So the last last two years have been a little bit different, you know, obviously for the for the more elite athletes and the way the opens run and everything and and sanctionals and regionals have obviously changed it doesn't really have you know it's not like it's affecting me personally you know it's not like I have to find a new sanctional to go to but um yeah the, I think the last CrossFit Games I, I probably wasn't a big fan of how they structured it down you know with the, cuts. with the cuts and everything you know it was you know, it's there's a lot of people that worked pretty hard to get there. You know, there's a lot, but having said that, there's there's probably a lot of people that got there through different methods this time that wouldn't have got there in previous years. Um, you know, one of them excelled and was fantastic. Unfortunately, is a Brizzy boy. You know, Matt McLeod. You know, he's obviously when he's got to compete against you know all the big guys at the regionals in Australia. You know, he sometimes was was getting. A little bit left behind but obviously he had the chance at a sanctional that smashed that and then yeah obviously went to america and and smashed it again so that that was pretty cool to see that's i think that's one of the sick success stories um then on the other side of it you've got the likes of baden brown who kind of had a bad first day and you know we can all have a bad first day it doesn't mean to say that you don't deserve to be there on sunday um but you know greg glassman and dave castro you know they're Got a bit more knowledge than than the mere mortal like me, so we'll um, yeah, we'll see what see what yep. they've got in store in, in the next few years. And yeah, I don't know. We had a lot of conversations about it at first. I even had reservations about it, but you know, and there were a lot of like the cuts were disappointing from a spectator perspective that you don't you know see an athlete that you've come to see. But uh, uh, in reflection and and doing a lot of reading and listening, I think the cuts, you know, CrossFit is designed for. GPP, general physical preparedness, making well-rounded athletes, not specialists. So, you know, the athletes that were ahead of the cut every single time were, you know, the most well-rounded athletes because they did yeah. well over broad tests and people argue, but, you know, there was no heavy or there was no, you know, the sprint and it wasn't the sprint that cut people, it was those other events beforehand Yeah. and, you know, they were fairly broad tests. So if, you, if you're not good at running 6Ks with a heavy rucksack or, you know, rope climbs, then, you know, it doesn't matter that you may have done well at the one rep max squat clean, 
you weren't good enough to get there. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and that's kind of the way that I viewed it now. I go, yeah, you would like to have seen some of those big names go on. Yeah. But you know what? They do, they're holes in the game. I mean, if, if Rich Froning hadn't fallen off the rope in, in you know, 2010, yeah, yeah. then we might not have had the greatest all time. He, you know, went home and strung a rope up on a tree branch and, and worked at it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And he and you know, there's a famous story that off to the side, uh, Castro, Justin Berg, you know, the the top of the CrossFit Games going. If he can't climb the rope, then he's not going to even get. He's not going on the podium. He's yeah. we're going to change the rule like mid event. Yep. So you know, there's all those sort of things in play because he wouldn't have been good enough. Like, how can we have someone on you know get to be the fittest man on earth that can't climb a rope? That's not that's not going to fly. Yeah. So it's no different to these athletes that struggle, and I think having the the national champions in is good, makes it inclusive, which is what CrossFit is. Yep. Um, we do the Open here, clearly, and it's we run it more as a community event. Clearly, no one's going to the games, and it's more about the community and the, the being involved. But I think, you know, it's an exciting potential for those that, you know, don't get in through the Open. They've got 28 more opportunities. We've got yeah. heaps of opportunities to watch our athletes compete. So who is your favourite? Who's your favourite male and female athlete? Uh, just one of each. Yeah. Female, I, I like Catherine. I don't know why. Just always have fancy her a little bit to the to my wife's amusement, I think, sometimes. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely Catherine. Obviously love Tia. Um, male, I, I like seeing the big boys throw down. You know, it's it's... That's always a, a good spectacle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably last year Matt McLeod was my MVP. It was just awesome to see, see that just yep. you know, and, and it was, it wasn't just like in one event. You know, it was like you said, the well-rounded athlete across the whole weekend. So, um, but yeah, it's hard not to like the likes of Matt Fraser, Rich Froning, like yep. Velner, Fakowski. That they're, they're all. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah, all the good guys. So I guess just just before we wrap up. Um, Having embarked on something new, coming from quite a diverse sporting background as you did, from you know long distance running to team sports, and I know you're still sports mad. You follow Formula One, cricket, football, rugby, yeah. soccer. Just I'm going to throw hey, the yeah, S word yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you, just about anything that involves some sort of competitive sport. I know that you're watching. Um, so you've got quite a diverse background, diverse experience. What would you say to anyone that's that that feels like that what they're doing is not working for them? They need to make a change. Like, how, what would you say to them just starting out on their on their journey, or they're thinking about it and they might actually be shit scared and go, um, "I don't want to go in there." Like, you know, what's what's your advice? You know, as a potential future coach as well, but as someone who's walked uh, those steps before, you know, what what advice do you have to somebody that's thinking of starting out, or they think it's not for them, or you know, they're struggling a bit? Like, what's what's your advice to that? Um, yeah, so obviously you've touched base on it in some of your previous podcasts. It's just just start, just start somewhere. It's it is designed to be difficult for all of us. It doesn't matter where you're at. You know, it's just because Matt Fraser's the the fittest man on earth doesn't mean to say he finds it difficult. It's just his level of difficulty is a little bit different than ours. Um, yeah, enjoy it, listen. Um, just jump jump into the community. Just dive in with two feet. Um, the the workouts are there to challenge us, but just be part of the family, and everything else will follow. It. Um, but yeah, it's it's always an exciting time, especially at the start when you're hitting new PBs and and things like that. But yeah, definitely just get started, enjoy it, 
move well and and stick at it. I probably didn't stick at it when I first tried it those years ago and regret it now. But um, but yeah, it's it's de- definitely definitely a fun thing. So make it fun, make it enjoyable. Make sure you're at a box where they make it fun for you and the coaches and everybody make it enjoyable and and yeah, strap in and enjoy the ride pretty well. Awesome. So what's next on the agenda for you? What's your next big thing that you're working on? What's your next goal? Oh, well, coaching. That's definitely, um, I think that should be number one. Um, there's a couple of uh, CrossFit competitions up Gladstone area again early next year that I would like to get to. Um, but, yeah, ultimately number one is is definitely coaching. I need to um, to knuckle down and get that part of me. So I need to put the athlete brain away, obviously still keep myself fit and active, but um, put the athlete brain away, get the coach's brain out and and dial in and, and really focus on that for a little while. So Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on today, Colin, and no, thanks for sharing your story with us. Um, I value having you as part of our community, and I've loved seeing you grow on your coaching journey as well. Um, I've always had the perspective that it's our role as coaches to develop the next generation of coaches, and we've done that pretty successfully here at CrossFit 4504. So, you know, I've loved watching you grow throughout this year, and I know you've invested a lot of time and effort in it, and that's reflected in, you know, what we see on the floor. And I'm sure you're going to do very well at your level one. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thanks. So thanks very much for coming in, and we'll see you in class, mate. Awesome. Thanks, Lisa. All right, guys, so that's our episode this week. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I will definitely endeavour to be back next week and try and get these a little more consistent. Life gets in the way sometimes uh, when you're a busy affiliate owner. But we have lots of cool things on the horizon. Uh, Just a quick 30-second recap. We did go to Torium Pro. We had a whole group of us. Lucky enough, I did get to meet Rich Froning and Tia and had them sign my arm, which I later had tattooed on, which I think um, made my day a little bit. It was very cool to actually meet Rich. He was my first CrossFit guy. Uh, But the whole experience, the athletes were all super friendly, super accessible. It was super good. So uh, next year, if uh, they run it again, which I'm pretty sure they will, make sure you get in and check that out. Uh, Next big event coming up for me will be the Down Under CrossFit Championship in May, where I'm going to head down and be part of the judging team again. So I absolutely can't wait for that. Uh, As always, head on over to Apple, give us a review, give us a rating, uh, share the podcast around with your friends if you get some value out of it. And I really appreciate your time listening. Have a great week and we'll check in with you next week, team. Hey team, Lisa here. Thanks so much for listening to the Virtuosity Project. It really means a lot to me that you guys give me half an hour of your ears each week. If you like what you hear, please feel free to jump across to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating and a review. Um, That helps to get us showing on their content database and also appreciate um, your feedback. And, And thank you for those who've taken the time to email me or let me know how you've gone with the little weekly challenges I throw out or any ideas for guests or topics, that would be great. We are trying to organise some guests. So um, thanks for listening. Hope you have a great week. I look forward to talking to you next week.